Okay, Lady Ada, what is this? Hello, everybody, and welcome to the show and tell. It's our weekly 20-minute tour of hackerspaces and makers from around the world. They come by and show off their project. They're maybe doing 3D printing or cosplay or crafting or sewing or electronics, and uh, they'd love to share what they're up to, including some folks from the Adafruit community. So uh, come on by. We're on StreamYard till 7.50 or so. But uh, let's start off until uh, more people show up. We'll kick in with some Adafruit peeps, starting with Brent. Hello. Hello. What are you up so, to? I must have a black thumb or something because I keep making these IoT planter guides. Yeah. Um, this is the third one so far. You have a lot of plants, I heard. I know. I have a lot of plants. And the first two, one of them was for uh, Microsoft Azure. And then the other one is for Google Cloud, um, their IoT core service. And the last one we have is like our final IoT service supported by CircuitPython, which is AWS IoT. And I have our planter over there. Oh, that's a nice planter. And it's a smaller plant. It's actually not great for the stem sensor because it doesn't go all the way in. Um, not very accurate, but it looks nice. So um, a few things about this that are different than the other guides. Um, this guy goes up um, in difficulty a little bit than the other guides. Um, AWS uses a layer of security above what the other services use. So other services will have a root CA certificate that the device authenticates with, which we have. And then AWS has a device authentication layer that sits on top of that. And it's a little bit difficult and it took us a while to get it working in CircuitPython. And you actually have to update the ESP32 on the back of your Pi portal, and there's a guide about it on like the firmware needs to be updated before you can even approach this guide. But once you have it, um, it's the easiest way to use AWS with, I think, any uh, hobbyist electronics platform or any electronics mm. platform. Um, yeah. You drag and drop the certificate file on, you drag and drop the key file on, and then you're fully provisioned, then you can start coding. And um, it uses our mini MQTT client, which handles all of the network stuff for you. So reconnections, disconnections, last will and testament, everything's handled for you. And it even has nice helpers for device shadows. And the guy takes you through all of that, even up until setting up an email alert for when your plant is thirsty and needs more water. So that's the AWS planter I built this week. Amazing. And this was many weeks in the making because you had to do the crypto SSL security stuff right. step by step to get it because nobody's done that yet with the ESP32 as a client. So that's it's pretty exciting because you actually um, added a new capability that was not there before. And I think we'll see more um, IoT services. They're going to add this, you know, now that AWS has it. Mm -hmm. So we're going to take a break and do a couple other projects and maybe later we'll revisit this and then use um, the ECC 608 or other secure crypto store. So even though right now it's really easy, you drag and drop certificate, maybe we'll make it even easier where you use an external chip to do that for you. Yeah, you can actually use the chip to generate a certificate signing request and you can use it with AWS IoT, but you can't store it on the chip itself. This certificate is stored on the file system, mm. which is very secure, but it is really fast. Okay. That's always the trade-off. Well, you know, as you're as you're learning AWS IoT, this is the, even the easiest way to use AWS IoT by far. Oh yeah! All right, thank you, right. Brent. Excellent work, Brent, and thank you for helping making it so easy to do things with IoT and all these devices. Okay. Very much appreciated. Next up, Melissa. Wait, Melissa, are you ready? Yes. Okay. Hi. Hello. Right. 
So I've been doing a lot of 3D printing lately. And one of the projects I did was I did this pumpkin here and I have a circuit playground blue fruit inside of it. So I can actually with like my watch, I can just change the color. Ooh, fancy. Nice pumpkin. Yeah. What time is it? It's pumpkin time. Pumpkin o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> so it's got the blue pumpkin there. A uh, couple other things that I 3D printed lately are some Halloween decorations. I printed this off, which is multicolored here. Well, that's nice. And I also printed this off. <laughs> nice detail. And yes, lots of colors. It's kind of yeah. like. So these are all five color prints. Pumpkin patch demon. Yeah, exactly. All right. Well, you are so totally set for the best holiday of the year, which is Halloween. You got yep. LEDs and 3D prints. All right. Thank you, Melissa, for checking in. Next up, no, and Pedro, 3D printing up a storm on your side as well. What are you up to? Yeah. Uh, one second. Let's go ahead and share the screen. Application window. Whoops. JP's <laughs> 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 not your screen. Uh, uh, JP, how'd you get in my screen? Yeah, so I got this candy bowl, and I didn't 3D print this one. This was not 3D printed. This is actually a, a, something you can get from a, a supermarket, specifically Target. Where's my camera? There it is. And the cool thing is, is it already has some electronics in it, but they're not. They're not awesome. They're not. They're not that. So it it, it had a, a mechanical eye that had an iris that opens. I was like, that's really cool. How about I fit the Halloween M4 in there? So that's what we did, and the Halloween M4 has uh, the built-in uh, side light NeoPixel, so that makes this whole thing like kind of illuminate. And let's see if I can get, uh, I probably could get that, hold on. I wanted to do some, some, some color stuff here. Let me go manual, there we go. There you go, so you can see the eye much better there. Okay, cool. Oh, yeah. yeah, so there is actually one thing that is 3D printed, and that's the mount that is press fitted in here. And the, the thing about that is, though, if you don't have a 3D printer, we also have a paper template. So we have a PDF that you can print out and cut it out of cardboard or um, what do we use? Foam core. Uh, so you could, you could do that as well. So the 3D print is just a small little piece here that's in the back there that holds this guy in place. And we're using our M25 nylon screws. And the other thing is you can touch these guys. You can actually touch these and change the animation. Yeah, so very, very cool. Um, big shout out to uh, John Sampson, who, uh, who actually wrote the code. And Lamar, you went in there and tweaked it a bit so that the, the cap touch works a little bit better. Uh, so it's a, I uploaded it as a UF2 file. So what's really cool about it is you don't have to kind of install it. You can just uh, set it up in the boot motor load and drop a file in there and get the code running. Yeah, really nice. that's a great upcycle because it looks like it belongs. You know, it's like, oh, that came with it. Yeah, it totally belongs. It has to be in there. I'm watching you. There you go. It's like a lot of sound effects that match. Yeah, there's a lot of room in there for other things. You might see this again next year. Oh, it's you. I've been waiting. I know all the all the things. Yeah. Candy, eh? I don't have any candy. Well, that's because it's Halloween in two weeks. Yeah. Are you ready? No question. Okay, thanks for the uh, oh, cool. I didn't see that. Cool. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> okay, All right. okay, I gotta walk a dog. Bye, guys. I go walk the dog is patiently waiting. All right, okay. Next up, JP I tried to sneak in, but now, 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 it's right. now it's my actual my cue. Here I am. Uh, okay. hello, and hey, it really does seem like uh, Halloween is on us, and so. 
uh, I decided to do a little quick um, MakeCode Arcade Halloween project. Uh, MakeCode Arcade just released a brand new overhauled pixel editor for the uh, sprites, as well as an animation editor. Uh, they're really nice, much uh, more feature filled than the previous ones. And most importantly, you can now zoom in on and zoom out of your canvas, which makes it a heck of a lot easier for, for making most uh, pixel art. Um, and there's also a new animation system, which has sort of canned motions that you can apply to things, which look pretty nice. So if you can switch uh, and show my um, screen share, uh, there we go. Um, so this is my um, little Halloween scene that I've made. And so you'll notice I've got some little repeating animations of uh, bats flapping wings and, and uh, the flickering lights of my pumpkin. And uh, when I press uh, any of the D-pads, I'm going to apply some of these canned animations to this little bat. So there's this one's called Parachute Down, and you can do it in a couple directions. This one's a Ease Up. Uh, I've got a button that returns them to center. So these are pretty cool, and I can imagine people will start finding uh, good ways to use these inside of actual games. Mine's just more like a digital greeting card. Uh, and I also have a little um, Easter egg feature. If you press the B key, you can see where all these uh, the words boo are coming from. Oh, a ghost. My little ghost. And uh, so I thought this would be a fun way to try out the new pixel editors. And I uh, encourage people to go check it out if you've ever gone to an external editor and made your art and then brought it in to make Code Arcade. Uh, you can get great results, but it's also a bit of a, a, a journey. So it's really nice to see a native editor inside of there that's going to, I think, uh, improve people's quality of their art. I love that they, they, I love that Make Code Arcade, they continuously are working on improving the yeah. uh, experience, which is uh, really, really good to see. Cause it's like, sometimes it's like, okay, here's the gaming platform. We're out of here. You know? right. no. <laughs> never hear from it, like never hear from me again, yep. but they actually are constantly working on yeah, it. It's really it. powerful. And the fact that you can think about the seasonal video game you want to make. That's right. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's Halloween. I'm going to do a Halloween video game. That's right. And you can share it with just a UF2 file. So you can, uh, yeah someone else pretty easily. It's actually even better than that. You can save it as a PNG file. So it has a thumbnail of what it looks like. Yeah. And that can drag right into the editor. All right. Um, so tomorrow at 4 p.m. you're going to be showing yeah. all this and more on. I'll be doing all this and more and some Workshop. Circuit Playground stuff. And uh, just incidentally, I printed a goose. I was so inspired by 3D Hangouts this morning with Noah and Pedro that I went and made my my own little goose. So I'm nice very, goose. Nice goose. Honk, honk, honk. Actually, sorry, yeah. mean goose. We'll be showing. Um, your video that you made last week, and also the time lapse of the, the goose print that you're showing. Excellent. That's okay, good stuff. Cool. Thank you so much, Yay. Wow. All right. Okay. Next up, Next up Eduardo. Eduardo, what you Hello. got to say? Ooh, you're hot. Hello. Can you hear me? Yeah. yeah. Okay. You are not looking at Halloween ghost vision. You sure? That's me. Looks like a ghost. <laughs> I'll take off my glasses and prove it. Oh, wow. Okay. That's funny because your glasses are cold. Normal? Well, what you're yeah. seeing is uh, my my biggest project so far, and that is a, a thermal imaging camera, um, do-it-yourself, open source, uh, for under $100. Mm. And uh, you're looking at a cheap TFT screen. Um, along with it is a Teensy 3.2 that I got from Adafruit. Um, on the side there is a little micro SD card reader. Uh, there's a couple of tactile buttons, uh, but the heart of the system is this guy right here. And might be a little hard to see, but that is a breakout board from Pi Moroni 
that carries a Malexis MLX90640, which is a thermal sensor that uh, forms an image. And it's kind of like the grid eye. It's just kind of like one step up in resolution. Mm. And I got it to work and I wrote a sketch uh, using Arduino code for uh, uh, Teensy that, well, you can see there's a couple of labels on the bottom of the screen there. Those are where yeah. the tactile buttons will go when I get it off the prototyping board. But the buttons are here. And uh, with one button, I can capture a, a selfie and you might see a little icon, a green icon underneath the camera flash green when I push it, which means oh, yeah. that a, a little BMP image file just went to the SD card. Um, but I, I hacked my BMP files. It'll show on any screen, but it also carries uh, some floating point uh, thermal information that I can analyze later. Um, the menu button brings up my configuration menu that's got Ooh. quite a lot of different options there for different that's color fancy. palettes, uh, different preset uh, thermal ranges. Um, I can mirror the screen uh, so it can be sort of a selfie cam if, if you want to uh, change from Fahrenheit to Celsius. And uh, the top option is display the last capture. So the thing I just recorded, there it is, that's me. Um, nice. That part is exciting, but I wanted to go even farther and say, if somebody was going to build this, wouldn't they want to take the thermal data and analyze it a little bit more in depth later? So here is a Windows machine running uh, my sketch in processing. And I'll, I'll move you a little closer. I hope you can see it. Mm -hmm. um, this sketch, I can download the augmented BMP files that I just took to a drive here. And with my little navigation buttons on screen, I can go through a sequence of images I took of me moving my hand uh, and pressing it on the table and doing that old thermal camera trick of leaving a, a warm handprint behind. And there it is. Okay. But this thing allows me to go and hover over the image and find out what the temperature of every single pixel was. And it's also telling me what the hottest, the coldest, and the center pixel in every single frame is. And that's fun for somebody that wants to do a more in-depth analysis of uh, the data they captured. Um, but I've also got another tool and I don't know, I, I'm trying to share a QuickTime window. Yeah, if you um, share your screen uh, in there it is. Cool, I can add it to us, uh, yeah. Okay, can you see that? Yeah. All right, this is a whole lot more uh, BMP images in a time lapse. And I'll try and move my pointer out of the way. It's showing what happened over about a 40 minute stretch of me pointing the thing at my refrigerator. Oh, goodness sakes, the, the compressor kicked on and it's venting yeah. heat out the side. But at the same time, I'm tracking in the little graph what the, uh, the hottest temperature for every frame was, the coldest, and what the center point was. So it's like a little non-contact thermometer with a picture. Yeah. This is and great. It's also uh, got a histogram on the side so you can see which are the most popular uh, temperatures in the image. And there's also little dots there that mark where the, uh, the hottest hot pixel and the least hot hot pixel are over the course of the, uh, 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 the time lapse. Um, oh, there it goes again. Yeah. Anthony says this is a very cool project, but he's wrong. This is a very hot project. <laughs> yes. Um, 
And it works really well, but something I'd like to do is migrate this over to um, Adafruit products, feathers with uh, mm. Aunt Sam uh, processors. I tried doing it the naive way uh, and just running the Teensy code and it functioned, uh, but yeah, there, there was something incompatible about it. It was very slow and it had mm. glitches and, and I'm gonna need help um, to, to get it functioning because the crazy cobbled together prototype board that I've got could be completely replaced with a Pi Gamer. Yeah. And uh, I think it would be so much more efficient if uh, if I was using uh, Feather-type products uh, to, to build the thing. Can I enter? Yeah. Is there a way I could get a dialogue with uh, people there? And Yeah, uh, we have There's a, a few things you can do, yeah. Go uh, email support at adafruit.com, and you get it as seen on the show and tell sticker. You can see how warm or cold it is. Okay. And then, um, go to our Discord, adafruit.it slash Discord, and that's where our 24-7 chat rooms are where you can chat with folks. And then, if you remember, email pt at adafruit.com, and I will send you how to place a free order, and I'm going to send you some free electronics to help you out with this project. Okay, um, I'm, I'm gonna need some uh, uh, people that know the insides of, uh, of yeah, Feather products. And that's, and that's where Discord is, uh, that's where Great. we're able to do most stuff. But if you get hung up, once you have the products, you can also go to the Adafruit forums. Yeah, we have and that's engineers where our, that are like our engineering staff. So there's a community side where people can help you out, and there's a lot of talented folks, and then also in our Adafruit customer forums, that's where you can get very specific answers, including things from Lady Ada, when you have this stuff in hand. So it's true. We'll very, okay. Yeah, we would very much like yeah. to see this. This is a excellent, excellent project, Eduardo. Yeah, I love, I love all the extra effort you put in to just make it a yeah. step above, like you're like, okay, I'm do the analysis and the graphing. I yeah. love that. I had a, I kind of a vision of this to be the low cost thermal imaging for educators, for yeah. high schools, for mm -hmm. developing countries, for places where the cost has been putting it out of reach and, uh, and uh, want to make that available. Yeah. yeah. Being able to do things with uh, circuit Python or Python, for example, that means then you can do Jupyter notebooks and you don't have to use these very expensive tools to do things as well. So yes. um, we'll send over some ideas with that, but outstanding work. Thank yeah. you so much for sharing this. Good work with that. And Thank a good you. presentation. Thank you, Eduardo. All okay. right. Amazing, hot, right. cold, honking, 3D printed projects. That's right. All right. Well, thank you, everyone. That was our show and tell for the week. Thanks for making this the best half an hour of our week. Every single week, we are here every single Wednesday, 7.30 p.m. Eastern Nonstop. Time. Been there for a decade. We can't quit. Yeah. You're going to see us die here. Yeah. Adafruit.it slash Discord is where we're at. We mentioned that in the chat. And we will see everyone on Ask an Engineer in just a few minutes. Ten minutes. So check by for more, an hour more of Maker Goodness. Bye-bye.